This is Mark from the Pop Brothers at Law. You are listening to the Chillinois Podcast. Sit back, take a hit, get lit, and shut the fuck up. Stick to the script. Always film the police. how I, uh, I realized I was getting old today because I found myself getting excited to mow the lawn. Um, you know, and I've got a passion for grass, like, but this is like a newfound passion for grass. I, I've got my first push mower. And so I well, really, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll not to one up you, but you'll know when you're really old <laughs> is when you pay the guy to come do it. <laughs> I went through all your stages. That's my next step. That's my next step. Um, so yeah, uh, speaking of a passion for grass, we have an exciting show uh, planned for today. Mark and Craig Wasserman, better known as the Pop Brothers at Law, are returning to our show today. If you aren't familiar with the Pop Brothers at Law, the script and what they do, well, why don't I let you, why don't you guys explain maybe a little bit about yourselves, uh, your practice and what you do. Short sure. story, long story short. <laughs> He's going to let me do it now because I interrupted him. <laughs> no, here, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give it to you like this. We are Mark and Craig Wasserman, better known as the Pop Brothers at Law, California attorneys handling all areas of cannabis business licensing and regulations, as well as all areas of criminal defense. We also co-host the iHeartMedia podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Most importantly, we teach people how to peacefully engage with law enforcement by using a simple 25-word script known by simple, simply using 25 words known as the script and to shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. I point that out because the script is copyrighted and shut the fuck up is trademarked for legal services. And due to our wide, wide uh, range on social media, we have over a million followers collectively across social media. We've been able to put together the Pop Brothers at Law Worldwide Attorney Referral Network, where we are able to connect people who are in dire legal straits to honest, ethical attorneys across the world, sometimes in real time. And uh, that's been phenomenal. And that is a bit of who we are. Hell yeah, Craig! You see why he? You see why he? Uh, you know, is so he has it down. <laughs> he's got it down to. He's a got science. it down. No, no reason for me. <laughs> no reason for no reason for <laughs> us old guys, right? Hey, give me just a sec. My cat really wants to join this conversation. I'm gonna open. The no, door. cats are the best at shutting the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, the cat. This cat just here is actually big, big fan of you. Yeah, he's. Uh, very familiar with the script. He actually is the one that helped me pass the script challenge that one day. So nice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> nice. Nice. We can. If you wanted to dive deeper into the script, is that what you wanted to do? Definitely. Let's get into the script um, because I feel like that is the the most one of the most helpful things I have ever come across um, with regard to interacting with law enforcement. Because not only is it grounded in Supreme Court precedent, um, but it, uh, it it's easy to remember. That's what I love about it. It's kind of funny sometimes, you know, just shut the fuck up. A lot of people like that. So, but yeah, let's, let's do a deep dive into it. And let's, let's run, let's, let's run through a, it. Let's get some dabs lined up too. Okay. So we'll have to fit some, some of those dip. in there. I've got some of that lined up. All right. So we'll do, we'll do what we, uh, 
what we do typically uh, every Friday, a script, what's called a script review. And so this is it in its bare essence. Big brother, what do you say when the cops first pull you over? Why'd you pull me over? And when they start asking questions. I'm not discussing my day. And they keep asking questions. Am I being detained or am I free to go? And if detained, what do you say? I invoke the fifth. And then what do you do? Shut the fuck up. And that's- End of story. That's what's known as the script. And- And never consent to a search. And always film the police. And we have been pushing this out on social media for about six years now. And- 30 years total with my son who wanted to get into the cannabis trade at a very young age. And uh, it was taught to him at a very young age, which ultimately helped him out of several different uh, felony court cases because he shut the fuck up. Let and your he was the one who got us to get right. on social media, to get on Instagram and really start spreading that, that message that helped save him. He's like, you could help a lot of people, dad and unk, you can help. A He's lot like, no, no one does this on social media. No one does this. There's no lawyers that do this. There's no lawyers that, that get high on social media or anywhere for that matter. And, uh, and then just to regress real quick, we went on a show, Adam, getting high with Adam. We did all this the last time. Well, there might be new listeners. It's okay. Yeah. Remind our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cause I was going to just jump there and jump back because it tied in Jarrett too. And Jarrett <laughs> said, you guys got to come on the show, get high, smoke, dab, answer questions on this live uh, streaming show, getting high with. And we decided to do it. Long story short. He yeah, said, but long started. story, even longer. You didn't want to do it at first. I did not. Let's talk were about you, that. You were like the old. You oh, the you never talked man. about that before. Well, you yeah. weren't here. Yeah, I was. I was like, you know what? I wasn't shy about my cannabis use in front of friends and acquaintances, but when it came to putting it on social media, we really hadn't discussed it until then because we didn't have an IG, uh, we didn't have Snapchat, we didn't have TikTok. My brother had his own Facebook page pushing his own law office, and my son said, "You got to come do this," and I was like, uh, "I don't know about that," you know. And then I started thinking about it when we all got wrecks and what's the state bar going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is half illegal, but it was still legal because we had the medical recommendations. It was at a private facility who allowed it. And I finally said, fuck it. Who's going to be watching anyways? You know, a bunch of stoners. Right. So I decided to do it and we did it. And then my son that day said, let's start an Instagram page. We took a couple pictures to be real, started pop brothers at law. And because I put a fucking space in between each word, they got that underscore, which my brother hates. Yeah. Um, so let's plug that really quick. If you guys want to uh, P.O.T. underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Yep. That's on Instagram, folks. We have a wanna... pop brothers at law backup page, but there's no underscores. That's just a backup page because believe it or not, we've gotten deleted twice in our exist three, two or three times in our existence. Three, three times. times got taken down. But my brother was a maniac and got it, got him, got it back up. So <laughs> um, but anyway, so moving forward, the script. You know, it, it emanated from originally from my son. Shut the fuck up, you know, mm-hmm. period. Don't talk to cops. Don't answer questions. That's it. Don't talk. And then it progressed over time to these 25 words, which are grounded in some type of law. Yeah. Mark. You and, really, you pull- and really quick, Mark, the reason yeah, yeah. you guys have the script and you're saying to shut the fuck up, it's not to make 
law enforcement job their job any harder by any means i mean maybe uh but it's real what it is the purpose is to allow you guys to do your jobs and you know the citizen keeps their rights in check so i just wanted to stress well, yeah, I mean, it's un- the importance it's, it's unfortunate it. that the reason for the script unfortunately is is like my brother's always saying to you know uh preserve your rights, remedies and and defenses if should you ultimately get arrested and the right. problem is with i'm not discussing your day specifically we'll just take that one out of order for a sec it's the police are trained to walk up to your car when they pulled you over for not putting on your turn signal they are trained to walk up case you out see what else they can find period period and it's even worse for people of color. And that's what they're trained to do. You know, so it, it's it's not making their job. We don't want to do their job for them. Right. Because like I say, overall, if you can't remember this script when we get done with it, the only reason why the officer or law enforcement is talking to you is because they don't have anything to arrest you on. Words right. of wisdom. They don't have anything to otherwise they would just arrest you or give you the ticket. That's why we can start in with it with, you know, why are you pulling me over? No, now don't get, you know, we can't get it twisted that every cop is going to answer that question. Mm-hmm. We've seen plenty of time where they don't. And the person thinks, well, you have to answer it and starts arguing. No, they don't have to answer it, but it establishes that they're being unreasonable. And if they keep you there for any other length of time, we could very well argue they didn't have the right to detain you after so many minutes because they didn't even, you know, if you just start talking to them without saying, why did you pull me over? That time clock might not start for 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But when you ask them, why did you pull me over? Even if they don't answer, that clock is ticking and they got to come up with independent probable cause to detain you further. That's why. Why did you pull me over? No matter what they say back to you. Do you know why I pulled you over? That's usually what they say. Mm-hmm. No. Why did you pull me over? Done. That's first. That's out of the way. Then they keep asking you questions. Do you know why I pulled you over? You sure you can't, you, you didn't see that or, or whatever. You were speeding. You were, didn't turn on your light. That's normally how it starts. I'm not discussing my day. Instead of saying, I'm not talking to you. Instead of being disrespectful, you politely say, I'm not discussing my day, period. No matter what they say, we're going to bring the dogs. It's going to get worse. It's going to blah, 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 blah. If you just tell me what you have in the car, because now maybe they smell weed. And all cops, aren't, all, all cops aren't trained yet to, to know in their state that probable cause is not a reason to search, especially here in California and other states that have passed those laws. Yeah. Cannabis believe, smell is not a reason to search. I believe New York made it explicitly clear that it's not. We're not yep. New York attorneys, but I read the same article as everybody else did on that. And that's it, man. And that's where things start to go out of control when people start arguing with the cop. Don't argue with the cop. You're not going to win. You're just simply not going to win. There's only one. There's only room for one ego <laughs> at that traffic stop. And you just politely say, I'm not discussing my day. And it's basically telling them this guy isn't going to rat on himself. Maybe you have something in the trunk you shouldn't have, for God's Mm -hmm. sakes. You know, I mean, it's a traffic stop. That's what it should be. And that's what it should only be. So when at some point you get to decide, I had to do it one time. And uh, 
one question, five question, 10 questions. I'm not discussing my day. I'm not discussing. Am I being detained or am I free to go? Cops got to make a decision. Fuck. Do I just give them the ticket, let them go? Do I detain them and try to come up with some probable cause? Or do I just let them go? And I don't know, maybe it's 50-50. Maybe it's 80-20. They fucking say you're being detained. Then you simply say, I invoke the fifth, which invokes your fifth amendment right to silence, which if you don't verbally say it, there's case law that says if you just stay silent the entire time when they take you in, interrogation room, from the time you were stopped, you said nothing. That's not invoking your right to silence. So you have to verbally say it. That's why you say, I invoke the fifth. And then you shut the fuck up no matter what they say or do. I mean, it's, it's that, it's when you break it down, it's that simple. But like my brother does, like a maniac every day does a script review. It's, it's gotta be almost second nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did it years ago when we first came up with it. And I had to do it coming out of a restaurant, bar, semi late at night. And I had to, it was tough cops seven feet tall in the window with his flak jacket on and his gear oh my god when i said i'm not discussing my night oh my god he said what you can't and they ultimately got me out of the car yeah and this is a good one too this just segues into that google your state field sobriety tests prior to getting arrested prior to getting arrested that's very important distinction especially here in california and you google your own state are voluntary are voluntary. Everybody hear that? Voluntary. They're supposed to tell you that in California, but the way they tell you that is, uh, this is going to go easier. You can help us if you just do this for us. Yeah. Just want to make sure you're safe and make sure you're okay. Yeah. So never, ever, ever, ever do the field sobriety test in California. Once arrested, you must do the blood, blood, breath, or urine, or you lose your license for a year, regardless of how the case goes. Yeah. So you need to Google your own state, though. But a lot of the states that we Googled, it was voluntary. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it looks like I just Googled Illinois. It says uh, field sobriety testing <laughs> not required in Illinois. Um, like you said, you the go. breathalyzer. The breathalyzer <laughs> is if they prompt you. But um, I always like to just bring up this joke. I think I brought it up last time with you, Mark. Um, just quoting the wrong Ron White, a great comedian. So just looking at some of the field sobriety tests that are permitted in Illinois, the WAT or the walk and turn test, the OLS, the one-legged stand test. Uh, Ron White's joke is... He's hilarious. Yeah, he's like, man, that ain't a sobriety test. That's an agility test, and I'm not very fucking agile. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, True. I mean, like we tell people, it's you, know, you you couldn't do these tests completely 100% sober. Nope. So it gives the cops so much probable cause. He was swervy. He couldn't stand on his foot for 10 seconds. He couldn't touch his nose to his, you know, his right here. fingers he missed to his it. nose. It's that you I mean, it. so just yeah. look, look it up in your state and, uh, and watch for their tricks. They trick. So here's a trick, right? One of the tests is follow my finger, right? So we've had people tell us the cops have while they're still in the car, you know, show me your hands, put them up against the window. Yeah. Uh, now follow my finger, you know, before they even, and it's like, you don't even know what's going on. You're just, mm-hmm. okay, I'm listening. And that's right. There's a little stupid trick that I've, I've heard them do. And one, I know co- the comments will come. The questions will come from, minorities because we get them all the time fair enough that that's not going to work for me if i say i'm not discussing my day they're going to rip me out of the car and kick my ass 
mm-hmm. and all that. And to, to that, I say, you know, what my brother was inferring before, what what this whole the script and protecting your rights, remedies and defenses, what it's not for and what it cannot do is ensure that the cops aren't going to profile you and pull you over. Ensure that they're not going to give you some kind of ticket, not going to arrest you and charge you with something and that they're not going to come out, kick your ass, beat your ass or kill you. All these things happen with police encounters and 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 when we get stopped on the highways and everywhere. So those things are happening and we can't stop it. But what our script does, as my brother said, protects your rights, remedies and defenses when you need it afterwards. And so that person who's worried, well, if I say I'm not discussing my day and otherwise show that I know my rights, because that's where certain cops get really pissed off and agitated because they don't care about your rights. They don't understand your rights. And this is where the real good cops, shout out to Chris Eggers, who recently quit SFPD, wherever he was up north. And those good cops who understand what we're doing, who like what we're doing, and it helps and it, it keeps them safe because we're telling people to act politely and say, I'm not discussing my day. So if you're worried about saying I'm not discussing my day and getting your ass kicked, go ahead, replace. I'm not discussing my day with there's ice cream right over there, officer. The grass is greener over there and using the same tone because it's not I'm, I ain't discussing. I'm not talking to you. I know my rights. That's different than. I'm not discussing my day officer and politely doing that. And and when people watch, you know, if people just come up on one or two of our videos, it's very aggressive. Some of them, you know, read the script and shut the fuck up, you know, and it's like, it's you, we're telling you. And we've done it for six years now on social media. So some were, Hey, don't be a dick like that. And then we in fact, then lead them to our videos where we're telling people, don't be a dick, just be nice, be calm use the information we're giving you politely. And then the, the words I heard from a police chief uh, in North Carolina, I think it was, comply now, complain later. Yeah. Comply now, complain later. You're never gonna win it. That's You're never gonna win on the street with the cop. They got the badge. Right. And the best thing you can do is these 25 words and shutting the fuck up. Yeah, and another tip, Mark, I wanna uh, maybe have you we are uh, on an audio podcast for most of our listeners, so do your best to describe um, kind of like demeanor in the vehicle. I noticed you said like put your billfold in the overhead, the, your mirror overhead, so that well, your hands are always, yeah. Yeah, well, we so so this even goes back to, you know, before you get in the car, yes. you know, especially if you're in, people in the cannabis business, or if you're just a a driver driving in, you know, that's your, that's your business is a delivery of some sort. And the last thing you need is for your route to be late and to be pulled over and all this stuff. Right. So we're talking about taking a few minutes, walking around your vehicle, making sure all the lights are working. Nothing's broken. Nothing. Your registration tags are there. That light that illuminates the rear license plate is working. Yes. That's uh, that your, your license plate frame isn't covering your tags like that much. That's a violation. In some States, things hanging from your rear view mirror where, where you place your, uh, the radar detector and some States it's illegal to have a radar detector, you know? So no, when you're, when you're placing things on your window and dash, check the vehicle codes, do a Google search for, you know, is something obstructing, obstructing view or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a, and cops, some cops 
will go and look for obscure vehicle codes and other penal codes for that matter to yeah. try to bust someone for, you know, you take a, you take a, an empty, an empty can out back of a, a recyclable from a, from a business. That's, that's a misdemeanor because they're recycling that for money. And then, you know, a homeless person, that's a misdemeanor. And there's cops who have, you know, wait and watch homeless people. And then they bust them on that misdemeanor. You know, I mean, those are, that's just one example. Right. And so, when you're walking around, make sure your car is compliant with everything, because that will right there reduce the risk of getting pulled over and, and minimize that risk of getting pulled over. Because no matter what you do, once you get out there, you just don't know what's going to happen. And so once you get in your car, now what we recommend is that, you're, you know, when you get pulled over, you got your license, insurance and registration. Yep. And for those working in the legal licensed cannabis space, you're going to have uh, likely a badge that you're wearing and your compliant paperwork and a manifest and all those documents that should be given to you. If you're working for a place that's doing it right and yep. you're driving around, you should have well, like a folder or something that's readily accessible to hand to any law enforcement personnel agency or any administrative uh personnel or agent that, that you might have to check for compliance. So you have all those things, but mo most people have their ID in their wallet, their insurance in their glove compartment, and then in their center consoles, the registration. And so if you're not ready or, or, or prepared to be pulled over, now you're reaching for all these things. Right. And now you're getting shot or making the guy nervous or saying, oh, it's over here. And then so we want to eliminate all that by you get in your car, you know, have your license, insurance and registration clipped to the driver. There's usually, you know, what, however you have to do it. Most cars nowadays have a little slot right there and that's, that's what it's for. Yep. So you put it there or clip it there. So now when we get, when you, when you're pulled over, the suggestion is your hands are on the steering wheel or your hands are out the window. Mm -hmm. So the cop can see, and then it's my, it's right here, you know, now, yeah, that's now another, that's another key. You, you tell them what you're doing. Officer, I'm grabbing uh, my license registration and, and, you know, whatever out of my uh, overhead. Right. right. They're going to ask for it and they're going to be much more at ease when they realize and see it's right here, officer. Right. Yep. And that's the point of when you pull over, immediately pull over as soon as it's safe and then turn the car off, have your window enough so you could pass things through and have your hands out where they can see. So the cop knows where your hands are and that you, you know, you're not, you're, you're going to raise his stress, lower his stress level, yep. you know, and raise his, hopefully his uh, humanity, mm -hmm. you know, cause that's what we want to come out out of these things is peaceful interactions that, you know, lead to, Hey, slow down. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's what the conversation should be. Right. And too often, it seems that it spirals out of control and becomes this confrontation. And, you know, I, that's what I love about what you guys do is you're, you're trying to get in the way of that. You're trying to mediate uh, confrontation. So um, moving on from the script, unless you had any other thoughts on that. I mean, I had brought that up when I first brought it up just because we've been actually getting a lot of. Uh, play on our TikTok, where yeah. you know those are 15 second videos more or less and and as i said it's very aggressive we had somebody 
stitched. Hey, don't be a dick. And it's like, and I have to respond, you know, we're not being a dick. Go look at our other videos. Mm -hmm. But, I, and I can understand people seeing it for the, something for the first time. Yeah. And even don't, you're going to tell the cops, shut the fuck up. No, no. It's, you know, you got to shut the you fuck shut up. shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you know, we've, we, we have that trademarked. We, we were able our, through our, our wonderful uh, trademark attorney, we were able to get that trademark for legal services and it's it's really funny because I go on. Are you on Clubhouse at all? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm you actually gave us a shout out on Clubhouse one time, and I was so appreciative of that. So. My pleasure. I you know I think I recall that in one of the rooms, and I've been yeah. I've been getting more and more active on Clubhouse because of our worldwide attorney referral network that we've just massively been expanding, and. You know, I you go in you go into these rooms and you generally don't hear anybody cussing. Mm -hmm. You know, for the for the most part. You know, I mean, if, of course there are rooms where that's all they're doing, but that's you know whatever they're discussing. But business room marketing and businesses and cannabis policy and and all sorts of different things, serious discussions. And uh, I, in my rooms, you know, we have the shut the fuck up club, and yeah. you know that's a and we hold a meeting, we hold the room every Friday at. Uh, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we talk about all this kind of stuff, about the script, your constitutional and civil rights, anything having to do with engagement of law enforcement, criminal, criminal uh, reform, criminal prosecution reform, defense reform, all that criminal justice reform, anything cannabis, and the conversations are just are really good. And, you know, it's shut the fuck up all day long in terms of when people finish talking in our, yes. our rooms, that's the rule. You either say shut the fuck up or shut the freak up if you don't like to cuss. Yeah. But when I do my intro, like I did for you uh, here in the beginning, you know, I say we teach people to shut the fuck up. And in the very beginning, when I was around clubhouse, the very beginning, I got kicked from a couple of stages because you know, that guy's cussing, hmm. cussing. And, but that doesn't happen anymore at all. And, and and I've also learned when I get invited onto a stage in another room, I will ask, you know, I, I understand my our slogan, our tag is what it is. I don't mind replacing the F. I don't mind replacing it with yeah. freak. Shut the yeah. freak up. In fact, that's what I teach my kids. Shut the freak up. But I've been <laughs> I've had carte blanche. Mm -hmm. to say it's shut the fuck up as much as i want <laughs> i just love that people that participate in your chats or if you're in the room i've noticed that people will be like all right that's my piece now i'm gonna shut the fuck up <laughs> yes well well and i've been in other rooms that aren't my rooms and yeah and people are are doing that and it's you know it's nice because i people are getting the message and it's uh and, and it's that that's the the hard one is there is with uh you know minorities who who feel the brunt of this who who no matter what as we're seeing you know even more it's like i you know what the fuck you know there's the, the it the, like from the inside out and the training and it's like my brother said it's like we almost have to just get rid of all of them and start all over with the whole with culture and policy and and everything yeah because the mentality of law enforcement is not protect and serve the community it's us versus them yep unfortunately us versus them and we're they're they're civil servants you know and and, and as i said earlier there are a lot of great cops mm -hmm. but that's just not the cult the culture isn't 
great cops, right? The culture and the training is what we have right? and what has not worked. And, you know, that, 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 that's the best we can do as we're advocating and, and doing things to try to make that change and things change is to give people the tools to just have those rights, remedies, and defenses. Because at the end of the day, and, and as, as sad as it is, it's a prime example. And I said it when it happened, the Mr. Floyd, yep. when that happened, and we analyzed all everything as it was all coming out, uh, he basically stuck to the script. He's asking, why, do, why are you detaining me? He's not resisting. You know, there's people are, oh, he was doing it, whatever. He was not resisting. Yeah. And he certainly wasn't resisting. You know, at, he was not resisting. He stuck to the spirit of what we said, the essence of it. And I said then, and we're, you know, hopefully we're seeing it. We'll see it all come to fruition. What I said, which was this guy is not going to get away with it. He's not going to be able to use, I was afraid for my life, which gets yep. these cops out of these horrendous charges all the time in the past because of things that the, the victim unfortunately did or said. Mm -hmm. And I said, the family's going to get paid because in our legal, in our, in our justice system in, in the United States, if you kill somebody, not only you go to jail, but you're gonna have to pay up too if if yeah. this was if you held to civil liability, which we saw happen for the Floyd family, and they got paid because, again, all your rights, remedies, and defenses are preserved best way possible. Mm -hmm. If you're using these 25 words and and shutting and and if all else fails, shutting the fuck up. Period. You know, at the at the end of the day. And, and, you know, we're watching and waiting to see the outcome of, of this trial, you know, as things still continue to just be, you know, I don't know. I don't know what more we can do in these new situations that come up, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, the, the, I believe it's the, the young, young gentleman, uh, right who got in his car and started to drive off and the taser, the gun or the mm, taser, is yeah. it a gun or a taser? And, 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 and people pointing to, well, he was fleeing. Okay. Well, and that's still, that's no argument or, or, or anything about the gun or the taser. But yeah. Period, see, exactly. period, if right? a person's in a vehicle, do you think tasing them is a good, uh, shooting them or tasing them? How would either of those be a good method of stopping the vehicle? And like I like other analysts have said, and please, and you know, they're all everybody's chiming in and stuff. And sure. that look, they had a warrant on him. They knew where he lived. They had his car. Let him drive off. Where's he going to go? Mm -hmm. Go, let me go. Yeah. Misdemeanor warrant, you know. But to that end, see, one of one of the things we've pushed out in the past is uh, the five R's, right? Don't reach. Don't run. Don't resist. Don't run your mouth. Record the police. Yep. Five R's. It's it's getting it's getting difficult to tell black people don't run right. when I, I can't fault. I don't know what somebody's thinking. 
But in that young man's case, there's these cops. Gang, they're, they're going to kill me. Like they're killing us. I better get to try to get out of here. It's flight. It's run for my life. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I could not, you know, you can't argue that that's, that's a, that's a thought that, that that's right. gotta be a thought I would imagine. And I can only imagine. Right. But, but that, that gets me like, it's, it, it's infuriating because it's this pushback of advice. Like, what do you do? And it's like, you know, you got to comply now and complain later. Yep. You know, cause on the streets, the cops going to win. Right. And I, you know, that's, that's the, we're doing what we can and you know, we're happy to come on shows like yourself, happy to come back and uh, yeah. spread whatever information we can. Well, uh, again, we, we appreciate it. I've got a few questions from our community, and I've got one final question, and uh, then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. So question from Canna MN. Um, this is an easy one for you. How you been? You been okay? Wait, are you talking? Wait, I'm sorry. Are you t- Was that the question from? Yeah, that was the oh, question from them. Okay. How you I'm been? Sorry. My brother, <laughs> hold on. My, my apologies. My brother was texting me. His Wi-Fi went out. He had a power outage. Seriously, checking the breakers. He's <laughs> no worries. <laughs> liar. I'm just calling him a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he, he saw that I started talking again and he was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. So the question was, How you been? And I'm sorry, who asked it? Uh, Canna.mn on Instagram. Gotcha. I so have been. Page from Minnesota. <laughs> yes, I am uh, familiar. Thank you very much for checking in. I've been fantastic. And uh, I can't wait to get out to, let's see, we're going to Oklahoma in May for Canacon. Hell yeah, dude. I was gonna, I, That was actually one of my last two questions. Are you going to be touring again since things are going back to normal? So it, the last two weeks of May, or in the middle of May, I forget what it is, yeah, the 19th to the 25th, we're going to be in Las Vegas at the G4. Hell yeah. And then May 27th, 28th, we are appearing on stage at Canacon in Oklahoma City. And we'll see where things are starting to open up and... Uh, we're, we're, we're happy to get back out there. We're not, not only with cannabis talk one oh one at G four, but, uh, everywhere else as things open up and, uh, hopefully pop brothers at law will be at more and more events across the globe. Hell yeah. Pop brothers at law back on the road. Yeah. Right. Um, the next question from WTF Carbondale, it's a page, uh, run, run out of Southern Illinois. Um, on Instagram, has notoriety led to commercial success? And if so, did you guide it or did you take it as it came? Give me that. It has notoriety led, led you to, to commercial success. Commercial success. So I suppose uh, it's a good I question. Mean, dude, Killer Mike is name dropping you on the news. Like, I, I would say you're pretty notorious. Like, it, I remember that report when Killer Mike said, if you're trying <laughs> to learn how to um, interact with law enforcement, you need to look to uh, the Pop Brothers at Law and Senate D's always, always film the police 
you know? So it's so, because you said that April 16th, that was just two days ago. I texted a friend of mine, killer Mike, trying to set up our interview of him on cannabis talk 101. Mm -hmm. And I texted him to set that up. And he, and he said, I, you know, I'll get in touch with you. And damn, I just got off a public school interview telling kids to follow y'all for how to deal with the cops. So he's, he's really pushing. A lot of people are, it's great. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, when this all started happening, it, when we got on Instagram in 2015 mm -hmm. and organically got 119,000 followers over three years by just throwing this message out there. And, and in three years, we started getting recognized at airports and we're getting hired to come to go to events and push, do all this and that. And, you know, we're getting more clients and, mm -hmm. and, and everything's really good. And then uh, when we got that big push, that big repost by Roger Stone on December 25th, 2018, and went mega viral. Mm -hmm. and, and then that led to the TV show appearances and the this and everywhere and just everything kind of culminating. And, you know, we're now working on a docu-series after sifting through probably 150 different production companies that wanted to do wow. stuff with us. Uh, and it definitely... It definitely is leading. I don't know that it's even there yet. You know, it's it's leading to, well, our faces are, are seemingly everywhere. You know, we're all over social media and podcasts and interviews. And and it's funny because we, we got some advice from uh, marketing experts. Like, I don't know what uh -huh. they, you know, and I've done all our marketing and, I, and I've done my own marketing, my own networking since I became an attorney in 1996. And it's definitely out of the box, unusual and, and uh, you know, a, a certain thing that created that created itself. But being able to connect people together with good attorneys at the end of the day, as we move from how we started and got into this thing mm -hmm. and how it's exploded into a few different other just unbelievable opportunities that have and led to more commercial success is really, I think, where it starts, you know, because we never, <laughs> I never put these glasses on thinking that people were, you know, people wear them, copy, you get them, they ask me where they're from, they're, they're almost a trademark. Mm -hmm. And at some point early on, I started just wear like somebody asked me, do you always wear those? And I go, well, you know, for interviews and this, and that, and their prescription too, for that matter. Nice. Nice. And sometimes I walk home, I'm at home and I forget because they are prescription. And sometimes I'm used to wearing them all day, depending on where I'm at. Yeah. And my wife or kids would go, well, you know, you're home, dad, you can. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I, you know, I'll put my other glasses on and stuff like that. But that was never a thought like this is where, you know what I mean? It was, it was more of just the organic engagement of the information we were delivering. And now when you talk about kind of manipulating everything towards commercial success, I will definitely take credit for being able to do that yeah. from a entertainment and theatrical standpoint that all this is inter intertwined with.
because of my back background in acting and filmmaking. You see, behind, these are some of my posters from the movies I've done over the years. And, you know, film festivals for 10 years and, you know, we, doing film festivals for 10 years prior to all this, in the very beginning when we were going to events and they were giving us, here, we'll give you a 10 by 10 booth, come and spread your, you know, pass out cards and do 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 your thing. And my brother's like, well, well, what the hell are we gonna do with the 10 by 10 booth? And I said, don't worry, I got, I got it, you know? And they, there's pictures somewhere, but I, you know, I, I, from my film festival days where you go, you set up a booth and you're trying to sell your film, well, we're just really, we're selling nothing more than our information, which we're not selling. Shut the fuck up, learn this. Here's our cards. If you need an attorney, we're here. If we don't do it, we might know somebody and we can refer you. You know, and but it was all about giving giving out that information and teaching people how to engage with law enforcement, you know, and then it became 30 by 30 and 100 by 100. And they're bringing our podcast show set and then paying us to come and paying us travel. And actually, everything was like, and then 2020, <laughs> 2020 comes mm -hmm. and everything, uh, you know, does what it does. But, you know, we 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 persevered through it. Our podcast launch our podcast launched on 420, 2020 at 420 PM. And we had a year in preparation at the iHeart Studios in Burbank to do the launch. We're under fanfare and big, you know, just it was gonna be this huge thing at the at the theater there. And the four of us co-hosts ended up being in our separate houses with equipment that we all brush rooms and and we did it. Now we're heard in 130 countries, I think. And uh it's been a year. Well it'll be a year coming up and we, we survived it. So, you know, that's uh, that all of that and how we were able to capture and dive into the, the entertainment aspect of social media and the educational and influencer that just kind of all, and that was never, again, never the plan mm -hmm. at all. I didn't even know what an influencer was. Right. And when people were telling us you're an influencer and they said, you know, and then, you know, you obviously you, you find out. And our whole thing was breaking the stigma cannabis users have by showing there are professionals. This is what we do. You don't like us. Go to the uh, go to the attorney who has a three martini lunch. Yeah. Pop and Xanax and everything else, you know, whatever. And just trying to normalize it, you know, and then once the script and all that caught fire and teaching people their rights all and it's something that has resonated around the world uh we're finding more and more out i you know have found out through clubhouse which is just a phenomenal platform of finding great attorneys around the world that some taiwanese attorneys took our videos and subtitled them <laughs> and uh, they went viral in taiwan you know and uh we got Ty taiwanese attorneys going it's good to shut the fuck up over here yeah. you know and, and a lot of countries you know, the, we're, we're learning, we don't advise, we can't advise as to those other places, but we can now refer people to other attorneys, solicitors, lawyers, whatever, you know, they're different names for different types of legal counsel in different countries. Uh, but that's what our worldwide attorney referral network is all about. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say growing up as a young man, you were one of the first inspirations, you and your brother that I had, cause I grew up with a dare education and to see, uh, a few fellows in a suit speaking eloquently and teaching you about your rules while they have a joint in hand. I was like, Hey, maybe this, this, uh, you know, 
thing, this idea that I'm being sold isn't true. This idea that everybody that smoke pot smokes pot is uh, this burnout junkie that's just chasing a high, you know. Um, and, and that was my first step. You guys were like really inspirational growing up to see you guys wearing suits and, like I say, just <laughs> I don't know, be professional. Well, that's it. yeah. Well, appreciate that very much. I'm glad uh, we had a positive impact. Yeah. So uh, two more questions for you. The one, one of them is from a community member. I think I thought this question was kind of funny, so I wanted to make sure to include it. Include it. I wonder if they know about Hudson and Harris and their songs, if they consider their music to be sound legal advice, <laughs> and what notes and adjustments to the lyrics might they make, particularly the songs Don't Eat Your Weed. <laughs> And nobody knows if it's hemp or pot. I've never heard of this artist, so I don't. Okay, so I've never heard. I will. Uh, I, I would ask you if you could message me that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll message you. Message me. Message. message me that stuff, so I can check it out. But I can comment on the title of both of those songs, <laughs> uh, and kind of read into what the song's about. So the first one was "Don't Eat Your Weed." Yep. Okay, so so because it's the title of the song, I allowed myself to say the word weed. I wanted to get that out yep. of the way because I am a big, heavy advocate of not using that word. And I'd rather they change the song to I, I don't I, eat your cannabis. Right? Don't eat your cannabis. Yeah. Um, but the problem with that is people are eating it all day now in many different forms. Mm -hmm. So and and it helps a lot of medicinal users with you know certain types of. Uh, ailments and illnesses that the only and the only way they can use is ingest edibles and tinctures and things like that uh, for a variety of different reasons so i don't like where that song is going i think i know it where it's like going it's probably... i think i know where it's going though because it's in the context of legal advice i think they're saying like if you get pulled over don't eat your weed to try to like you know destroy it <laughs> you know what i mean like if you well, well, so so I can never advocate for the destruction of evidence. Right. Right. Never. You're in the middle of whatever. Right. Now. If you're traveling, first of all, everything should be in the trunk. Yep. Or in a locked box. Absolutely. So I'll say that now on the you don't know if it's hemp or. What was that song? Hemp. The second one? I think it was. It said weed again. You don't know if it's hemp or weed. Okay. Yeah. So now that. Or I guess hemp or if it's it, pot. <laughs> right. Now that is very true. Yep. And that is exactly one of the reasons why you should stick to the script and shut the fuck up. Because if in fact it is hemp, when we get to court and test it, we will see. Right. If it's not hemp and the cops, eh, well, eh, it's only can might be. Eh, let them do what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's still it still sticks them out because if if it is cannabis and you say, well, it's just hemp. All the cop has to do is not believe you. Yep. And then you go, and then you're a liar. And we always say, never lie, never lie. Just, I'm not discussing my day. Mm -hmm. I'm not discussing my day. Never lie. Never say, hey, have you ever smoked? Do you smoke? No. Did you smoke an hour ago? No. I spoke yesterday? No. Never lie. I'm not discussing my day. I can't 
reiterate that enough because if you get arrested, the, the lie will be exposed. And then as your defense attorney, the, the, the prosecutor's already, oh, your client's a liar already. Why am I going to give you any grace? You know, other than the client didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's wheel and deal. So, but it's important. It's just, it's, it's so important to maintain those rights. So you can maintain that defense of, Hey, this is, this is, let's test it. Yeah. Cause people are getting busted with hemp. Right. And when I say busted, they're getting arrested. And, and, and the problem with saying, no, it's hemp is they may not believe you anyway. Yep. Yeah. And if they're going to arrest you, they're going to arrest you. Yep. And you saying it's hemp, Depending on the cop, you just don't know. You don't know which cop you're going to get. And that's why there's, you know, the worst that's going to happen is you get, you get popped, you go in, you come out 24 hours. You've had a worst night of your life being in custody. You're done. And if you haven't done anything and you've kept your mouth shut, you know, the case is going to be taken, disposed of. Right. All right. So uh, last question, and it comes from me, uh, then we'll, we'll close up the show. Uh, thank you again for your time today, Mark. I know it's Sunday, so I appreciate your time. My pleasure. And uh, so my last question for you, how do you feel about the way things are today and the trajectory of cannabis decriminalization slash legalization? Statewide, federally, both, everything? What are you looking for? Yes. Uh, I, I guess fed- federally... Um, yeah, as a nation. So federally, because I saw that so the hard. Safe Banking Act is is yeah, the its Safe way. Act, More Act, all all those acts that passed the House that, that are at the Senate that are, have put on the back burner by the administration because they're too busy. That was the last thing Kamala said, I believe. Yeah, too busy to get to that. Um, I haven't. I don't know what the and. We saw Biden. So I don't want to get all into that, but he fired people, right? I was going to say know. too busy to do no, uh, legislation, but not, you know, he's got enough time to fire people <laughs> for prior use. So here, are you familiar with Nuggle magazine? I'm not. N-U- Nuggle, N-U-G-L, N-U-G-L dot com. Okay. And they, they have a, they have a hard copy and they, but also digital online magazine. And I've been writing for them sometime. And the week that happened or that broke, um, every Sunday an article comes out that I write for Nuggle Magazine. And I wrote an article called You're Fired. Reefer Madness is Alive and Well and Living in the White House. Based on that. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out uh, at nuggle.com and, and look at the magazine. And uh, yeah. I have a bunch of articles that are written there, but that's one, you know, since this is, we're talking about that sure. and that uh, directly affects what's going to happen with national, what's going to happen when, when assumingly the Senate will pass these acts that they're waiting for, yep. and then it'll go to his desk. And if he sticks to his way, he thinks, mm-hmm. He's going to veto it. Right. Because he doesn't believe. And his press secretary. He thinks it's a gateway. Right. And I need 420 minutes. I'm trying to put it. 420 seconds. How many minutes is 420 seconds? 
That's a good question here. Let me let me find out. I'm not I'm not a math guy. I'm not a math guy. Seven minutes. So so I'm gonna try to get into a room with President Biden for seven minutes for 420 seconds and convince him that he needs to convince him otherwise of how he thinks mm -hmm. with regards to this plan. And I don't know how I'm going to make that happen, but <laughs> I've got a good idea. Just tell him, you know, uh, Cole from the Chillinoid podcast is welcome to have him on and we'll smoke together <laughs> and I'll guide him through the experience. You know, uh, I don't think he'll be smoking anytime soon, <laughs> <laughs> no, just... but, but in all seriousness, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a thought that we have to talk about that because when you ask yep. when's it going to be federally legal right now, he has the final say. You know, unless and then if he vetoes, it has to go to two thirds. I mean, yep. you know, it can be overcome. But I would hope that, you know, within the next year or so, we see it start. And then once once that happens, don't forget if it's OK, it's federally legal now. Yep. You know, on day one. Yeah. Things like criminal issues will be gone to some degree, but however that's going to be. But the regulations that for businesses that are going to need to roll out could take years. Yeah. And who, and, 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 you know, what we're trying to stop happening now to get in there before it happens is the people who built this industry, who went to jail, who are now some coming out, let out some still in jail, watching others prosper and flourish doing the same thing they did. They're in jail. Mm hmm and so we need to give them more of a voice and more of a chance. So the National Cannabis Party, are you familiar with the National Cannabis Party? I've heard of them. Yeah. Okay. You want to go to the nationalcannabisparty.org. Okay. I changed my party affiliation from I was Democrat and I, you know, I was I was Democrat. Well, no, I was a Democrat and then I at some point changed to independent, but I was a longtime Democrat because uh, my parents were Democrats. Yeah, well, that's a Democrat, and, and and it's just a label, right? It's a label, and, and and I certainly think different than my parents did back then, you know. And and so so these party lines and party labels, that's what they are. And so what we know is this last election, over ninety million people across the state, across the nation voted for cannabis to be legal in some form or another 90 million right. people so some pioneers some advocates and activists got together and had been getting together to form the national cannabis party to reach out to 90 million plus people who all agree this plant is good and let's face it needs to be organized and regulated by people who know mm -hmm. <laughs> people who know about it, right. who know how to cultivate it, who know how to separate the terpenes and manufacture and, and do all those things that these people who are writing these regulations across the different States, it's not happening that way. Yeah. You know? And so by joining the national cannabis party, it gives cannabis a seat at the table Nice. By saying, hey, you, whoever 
you are congressman senator whoever you are right democrat republican independent green party whoever you are if i'm want to vote for you and i agree with your platform but you don't agree with cannabis i ain't voting for you right that's my one i'm voting for you and the national cannabis party isn't telling you how to vote on any other issues anywhere else does it matter what party you're labeled right to say you know i'm you know for equality in marriage you know i'm i'm for gun control you know i'm against guns whatever you can you can vote however you want sure but by creating a new legitimate party now that has been it's a real thing it has been you can go to your your register to vote.com in your state wherever you are and you fill out your thing and under party affiliation where it lists Democrat, Republican, and I believe it's still right now, it's going to say other, mm -hmm. and you list National Cannabis Party. Wow. Soon, hopefully sooner than later in the next several months, it'll be listed there in the drop down. Yeah. National Cannabis Party. And I'm encouraging people to, you know, who are sick of politics and, you know, and, and all the, the whole nine yards is let's make this right. And let's make this right for the social equity people. Mm -hmm who are in jail still federally, you know, and, and, and all that stuff and make sure that we have the politicians and the regulators who are representing our interests, right? We have a nation that overwhelmingly agrees cannabis should be legalized in some form. We, we all know that. Right. So why isn't it happening? Because those representatives are not listening to the will of their constituents. Yep which they should be going, look, cannabis is a gateway drug as far as I'm concerned, but my people want it. We got to do it. Yep. They're not doing that. So, so it becomes their language is phone calls, emails, and letters. Yep. Voting you out if you don't do this. I'm not voting for you if you don't do this. Right. I want you to do this. And it's very easy to contact these guys. You know, there's a, I don't know it off the top of my head, but you could probably Google it. You know, there's a, just a one number call that gets you to the senators right. of the United States, you know, and you probably just Google it and uh, normal NORML.org and Americans for safe access are websites that have links. You just put in your zip code, tell you who your reps are, pre-made letters for different things. And you just bing, bing, bing. Hell yeah. And it looks like that's a, what a they, good website for that, folks, is USA.gov. You can find your federal, state, and local elected officials from this website. So, And hammer them with letters, phone calls, and messages about cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, uh, yeah, nationalcannabisparty.org is where you can get information on it. And then to, to uh, actually change your party affiliation, the uh, you just go to your, your state's I think it's like in California, it was, you know, I just did Google register to vote or change party affiliation. It took me to a California uh, website to register to vote yeah. and change my party affiliation. So I just, I just Googled it and did it. So for, for anyone who's interested, that's uh, something I, I highly suggest, especially if you care about this, this plant and the people who have been harmed by it and to make it so that, 
anybody who wants to give it a go can try to get into this business of cannabis, not just people with money, 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 you know, and that's where these regulations and all that. It's not, you know, if I want to go, you know, if I want to go, if I want to go plant potatoes and sell them, I could probably do pretty easily for the most part. Mm -hmm. But if I want to go plant a seed of cannabis and sell it, well, Jesus Christ, yeah. I better have half a million dollars in the place to do it. Yep. You know, and, and so, you know, there's that is an organization that can potentially as we move into the future and now is the future because the rate with the, if those federal regulations get done the way a majority, almost all of these states have done the regulations, we are fucked. Yep. Yeah. I mean. Because because the point you've always made and I love it is that cannabis is not legal still. Right. It's it's regulated. That's the best point I've ever heard is that it's regulated. It's regulated. It's partial legalization. Yeah. And that's why I I I am adamant that until people around the country and the globe for that matter, and there are some parts of the globe that are good, stop getting arrested for cannabis. Yep. Then then it's legal. Yep. So I wanted to give you a chance before we close to address the first part of my question because you answered the second part of my question. How are things going now? I was watching your stream the other day and you were like, oh, fuck, what? Oh, shit, we just had a raid. I got to get going. So those are still going on? Oh, yeah. Damn. Well, yeah. I mean, so what you have is, at least, you know, in California, I'm assuming maybe it's the same in other places as this the regulations and and permitting and licensing come in Mm -hmm. is that, you know, in California, you have 482 cities and 57 counties and barely a third of them have permitting because you have local bans that are still in effect and, and, and all this other bullshit and more cities are starting to come on board. But what you have is traditional businesses operating in cities that are have licensed legal businesses up they get the calls and complaints hey i can't they're taking all my business i can't compete you got to go get the get shut them down you know they're they're getting raided right then you have licensed compliant transporters and delivery drivers getting pulled over in certain cities where they don't give a fuck your paperwork. And sometimes it's the feds down at the border areas where now, you know, it's like, don't go, you don't go to this route because you're fucked. The feds are fuckers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had, we've had license compliant. They've taken millions of dollars worth of product, you know, and we're still fighting to try to get it back. It's federally. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's still a bunch of bullshit yep. that, the license and compliant companies still have to still have to deal with. So it we're, you know, we, we see it every day and that's, you know, <laughs> the, the, the beauty of live, whatever I'm doing, somebody might be getting raided and, and, and not only that way, but an electrical fire next door. Right. And then you're in, you know, and then it becomes, the compliance officers from the Bureau of Cannabis Control, you know, compliance officers, police officers. It's all the same though. You're shutting the fuck up with compliance officers. 
you're giving them here's our here's our you know manifest here's all the documents here's our business licenses here's here's our documents it's administrative shit you get but you don't have to open your mouth right because you're still this this business is so fucked up the way they've regulated it right you still got to be careful absolutely um so folks check out cannabis talk 101 um looks like there's a website cannabis talk 101.com um and uh looks like it streams just about anywhere as well as um, well it's iHeartRadio, apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts and also on 101.5 fm no no oh no wow that is not correct oh okay <laughs> that's sorry on, that's still on the website <laughs> yeah that's on a uh, pop brothers at law.com so um that's on pop brothers at law.com yeah my bad on that but folks don't go to 101.5 i need to i need to get on a on who's doing that website for me (laughs) well um you can find them on iHeartRadio if you live in california it's 1855 was law well that's anywhere oh hey remember oh yeah yeah, yeah, global now no well 855 was law is our toll-free number 855 was law and popbrothersatlaw.com you can shoot us an email through there and if you have a legal problem of any sort, anywhere in the world, we might be able to connect you with a good, honest, ethical attorney or point you to somebody who might be able to help you out. And that's our Pop Brothers at Law Worldwide Attorney Referral Network system that we have. Sweet, sweet. All right, Mark, um, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Why don't we take a dab to close out the show? My pleasure. Let's get it going. What you dabbing on? Yeah. Heat up my nail here. My bang. Oh, no, my what do they call this? Banger. The banger. Yep. Okay, I'm still, I, I, <laughs> I got my uh, my associate, the Dabino. Hell yeah. Who's our associate attorney? Who teaches me the finer points of this stuff? Yeah, the Dabino hooked me up with a really cool swag pack. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually coming in. We got work to do. We're working on a case. June 2nd, we'll know. Hell yeah. It's a big case that's got under my skin. Well, best of luck on that, my friend. This, this dab will be to, to this, that case. Yes. Uh, I'll give you a little background before we go, after we dab, if you want. Yeah. I don't want to bore no, you. No, you go right ahead. I love it. The Puffweiser... Ooh, whoa, that looks fucking fancy. That's uh, the Puffweiser Compliant Clean Concentrate here in California. That's what it is. Eh? Oh, man, that looks yummy, folks. I wish you could see it. And the Puffweiser is one of our clients. Shout out so to if Puffweiser. So if you do see my Instagram, uh, it's at the Puffweiser. And you'll notice uh, when I do daily script review and dabs, they often sponsor the dabs. Hell yeah. We have a variety of sponsorship. What a life you live, Mark. Get your your sponsored dabs. <laughs> Here you go to the Chillinois podcast. Cheers. <coughs> Man, I love dabs. I love me some dabs. Folks, I hope you're smoking on some. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
and we will uh, catch you next time here on the Chillinois Podcast. Mm-hmm.